The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hoop ballers, welcome back to another episode, another edition of Today in Sports Betting. My name is Devin Ellington. I am your host at DALE007 on Twitter. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation as well as a hoop-ball gaming presentation at hoop-ball gaming on Twitter, at hoop-ball tweets, at hoop-ball fantasy. We have all sorts of content for you folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Lots of, lots of fantasy basketball stuff rolling out the platform. The premium platform just came out, hoop-ball 360. And it's a lot of great stuff, folks. This offseason is going to be very, very short. We already have a free agency deadline set. We have a start to the date uh, for the season set. And on top of all that, there are some great, great rookies coming in and some draft breakdowns from our guys also. There's different packages for the premiums and such. And, um, you know, there is the wager pass. There is the uh, – Brewski's 150, which are a uh, an award-winning ranking system for fantasy basketball for the last 10 years now. Top of the industry leaderboards uh, unanimously. Aaron Brewski and Dan Bespris, our two main guys, have been turning out this fantastic fantasy basketball content for quite some time now. Very successful background in that regard. So if you want to win your fantasy basketball leagues, you've got to jump on that train and you got to get the content hoop-ball.com. Check it out. We got it moderately priced and modestly priced. So, but to tie it all in together, this show and the Hoop Ball family wouldn't be really anything or possible without our show sponsor, and that is manscaped.com. Lawnmower 3.0 just came out. Fully electric, waterproof technology. And, uh, you know, here's the great news. You're going to get free shipping and 20% off. All you gotta do is use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and then you'll be able to redeem some goodies as far as discounts and use it on some of their other products as well on top of that lawnmower 3.0. Beard balms, oils, tinctures, uh, hair products, face products, all sorts of good stuff for us menly men. All right. Well, I think this needs to go without being said, but I'm going to say it anyways. We do have Tuesday night action. We got a three-game slate. And then what's better than turning right back around and getting another three-game slate on Wednesday for the MAC? I'm telling you, the MAC is the best thing for college football. And if you disagree, then let me know and tell me why. Um, you know, and if your uh, answer isn't the Sun Belt as the best thing for college football, then you're wrong twice. So. Um, shame on you. But anyways, I'm going to talk first about Kent State and Bowling Green. This game is in Ohio, Bowling Green, Ohio. Opened at 17 and a half, and it's swelled all the way to 20 and a half for Kent State. Lots of movement in the road favorite. Kent State does have Dustin Crum at quarterback. He's a very dynamic passer. He's a uh, uh, more than athletic um athletically gifted quarterback. He can move within and outside of the pocket. He can extend plays. 
and he's got a strong arm on the run too. Um, this game has dropped from 59 and a half at the opening number to 55 and a half. So I think what you're seeing there is, um, you know, and whenever I talk about weather, the most common reaction for folks, I think, consciously inside your head or when you're having a conversation with someone is the fact that, well, the books accounted for the weather. Well, if they did, it wouldn't have dropped five or six points. So I'm looking at real time. I'm seeing what the real market is actually doing to the second. And, you know, this or two days ago, I've been tracking this. And, um, you know, the wind has come down from 21 miles an hour to now 19 miles per hour tonight. And the direction changed. Um, the direction changed. So uh, I disagree with the statement that the book adjusted for that because you just don't know what the weather is going to do up until kickoff. We could have 10 mile per hour wind whenever kickoff happens. So I stand by my wind analysis. Um, not to get long winded on that. Pun intended. Um, I, I, I think Kent State is in a really good spot here. Bowling Green is, um, as I talked about earlier in the show, not explosive, and they did not return any at all production uh, from the last year's already lacking team. Um, Kent State had a couple first game mistakes, a couple turnovers, penalty yards for 78 yards, but they ultimately won and they played really well. My minus four bet pushed, but, you know, sometimes that happens better than a loss. Um, Kent State gave up a minus 91 mark in hidden yards, so that's something to keep an eye on. A missed extra point by kicker Seth Phyllis also. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's small, small things. and Look for them to get them tuned right, um, you know, because Coach Sean Lewis, he just kind of, he, he doesn't kind of, he doesn't tolerate that kind of thing. So, um Kent State, you know, I'm expecting them to put up more explosive drives this game. They only had one last week, and the an explosive drive is uh, defined uh, defined defined as 10 plus yards per play out of um, you know, the drive success uh, model. And they had 11 possessions last week. Only one of those was an explosive drive. So that's going to definitely pop open tonight especially if you can get the wind to your back and use it in your advantage with the uh, passing game. Not that Crum needs it. He already has a strong arm, like I mentioned. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Kent State, they rank really high in the Havoc ratings, and this is only after one game, but they had 10 tackles for a loss, and uh, they have a top ranking in the line yards department. Keep an eye on Tom Kaufman's court, uh, you know, cohorts and uh, understudies. He is the defensive coach, defensive coordinator, um, and they only had nine missed tackles on 67 plays. So, that I mean, that's a pretty decent number also. Nine sounds like a lot, but out of 67 plays, that's, you know, some teams are a lot worse. I'm not going to spend way too much time on Bowling Green other than the fact that, you know, this team is not great. Uh, they have a lot of young guys that have experience just due to injuries last year and need be shoe in situations, fill ins. Um, the one I know I will say about Ball and Green is per Pro Football Focus, they uh, actually were the 14th ranked team in pass blocking in all of college football last week. So 
But their quarterback is not anything who's impressive of the sorts. Matt McDonald went eight for 30 with two interceptions. So he, I think, got helped out by decent pass blocking uh, grading, obviously, per the uh, football focus. And, um, you know, avoiding tackles for loss and just kind of little things like that. But uh, overall stature of this team is, you know, they're not impressive. Not impressive. A lot of holes, a lot of uh, productivity that's no longer there. And um, just not a strong team at all. Um, they don't really do anything. They, I, like I said, I think they got lucky with the pass blocking grade last week. Um, so with that being said, got a couple different bets and angles that I'm looking to take this game. I do like the over, contrary to the wind thing. The wind, you know, the wind has plummeted this total down. And it's already, you know, it's, it's still dropping. It's down to 55 and a half, like I said. But I locked it in at 58. I, you know, I couldn't pass it up. This is the action we're talking about. There's hardly any fans. No fans, I think, for the Mac. And uh, short week, you know. So the, these teams are going to be playing almost college basketball-like uh, schedules, the Mac specifically. So that's going to hurt the defenses more than it does the offenses. And then when you got uh, Crum in there and I, uh, his main guy, Isaiah McCoy, to throw to, you know, it's just hard to, you know, not take the points or take the over. Um, and then I also like the team total over in the first half for Kent State, and that's 20 and a half. You know, 21 in the first half is not uh, too far off. They could do that in the first quarter against this Bowling Green team. So keep an eye on that. Those are my two angles on this game. And I will now move on to Ohio and Akron real briefly. Just looking at the total over 57, talked about the replacement of uh, Nathan Rourke with his younger brother, Curtis Rourke, redshirt freshman. But, uh, you know, they're playing Akron, who lost 58-13 versus Western Michigan last week at home. Ohio comes in as 26-point favorites. But, you know, the thing that I'm looking at in this is just going to simply be the over 57. I think Nathan Rourke can be responsible for 40 to 45 points. Um, And, you know, the running game for Ohio will probably be able to get rolling as well against Akron. Akron doesn't offer much resistance in hardly any defensive department. I'm not taking any side. I do like the total to go over 57. And then... Here is a nice little game that I'm excited for. Miami of Ohio going on the road at Buffalo. Buffalo is minus 9.5. It opened at 7.5. It's gone all the way up to 10 now. I'm not sure if it's hit 10.5. Maybe it has in some spots. I doubt it's hit 11. But um, actually, no, it looks like it came back down to 9.5. Or I'm sorry, it's come back down to 7. What is going on with this line? That is just interesting. Anyways, opened nine and a half, got up to 10, went down to seven and a half, went back up, got down to seven and a half again. Hmm. 
That is kind of interesting there. But nonetheless, I'm sticking with what I originally wrote up and uh, put on hoop-ball.com in my um, wager pass article as well as the um, Mac breakdown uh, for tonight. And the, the thing is, Miami's got this perception, and I think this is – I could explain the market move here. I think people are starting to realize and re-remember that Miami of Ohio won the MAC last year, and that alone is attracting some money, some public money. Um, and then with that being said, um, I believe they aren't aware of the fact that um, quarterback – for um, Miami of Ohio, uh, Brett Gabbert, returning sophomore, their starter from last year, uh, Mac freshman of the year, um, younger brother of uh, Blaine Gabbert of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he's probably not playing, and I'm pulling the injury up right now to be 100% for certain, but he suffered a concussion at the, uh, I think it was about three quarters in of the game last week. So he is um, still listed as questionable, hasn't been updated for today, but with a concussion and on a short week, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say he's probably out. But, you know, A.J. Mayer came in and filled in nicely. So, um, you know, look for that. But ultimately, this Buffalo defense is the class of the MAC, and they are, you know, projected in favor to win this whole conference. They have some phenomenal playmakers on defense. They also have, um, you know, some advantages as far as the Red Hawks of Miami of Ohio being down, you know, some major guys. They're down a tight end. They're down their two top running backs who, you know, are featured in this offense. Um, they started the year without Mac Hippenheimer, who was a returning wide receiver for them. They're losing depth on the offensive side of the ball, and against a strong, strong Buffalo defense, I think that's going to be very advantageous uh, for the Bulls. So I'd like to keep an eye on cornerback Ali Abbas for the Buffalo Bulls defense. He's listed as questionable still. And then stud defensive end Taylor Riggins. They got Taylor Riggins on one side, and they got Mr. Kuntz uh, on the other side. They're very dynamic uh, pass rushers that can uh, bend and turn and cut in and uh, you know they got bull rush moves um, so they can kind of do it all long arms they can extend the offensive lineman and just push them back and you know collapse the pocket from two different sides or two different spots they win a lot of line yards and uh, have a strong uh, power success rate on defense because of those guys single-handedly and the coverage they get in the back end by Ali Abbas and Apri Washington. Apri Washington, he was actually already ruled out, so that kind of stinks. But if Ali Abbas plays, which he, um, you know, it's it's kind of unclear as far as far as what his injury was. It says he didn't play last game with an unspecified uh, specified injury, so. Without the beat reporters being able to get on these campuses and in front of the coaches and stuff, uh, it's hard to get some of the specifics. Um, but beat reporters are working as hard as anyone this year trying to get this information out to us. So with that being said, Buffalo minus nine and a half is where I am going on this one. It's um, something that I really, really 
have a good, uh, confidence rating one, probably, probably gonna, you know, put more than one unit on this and uh, see how the Bulls handle business. You know, the, the short-handed Miami of Ohio team is, um, they're just not going to be able to move the ball, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Buffalo's favored to win the MAC, so this would be a good win for them beating the defending champ. So, some other early college football lines that I've already played. I saw the Florida Atlantic and Florida International line um, at 43 and a half, the total. So I went ahead and nabbed the under, um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Florida International scored, well, let's start with how inefficient both teams are. Florida International scored 10 points against the FCS uh, Jacksonville State team, and they lost that game. So I've talked about it once or twice on the podcast, but I thought it was worth reiteration. The total uh, is down to 41 and a half um, since me, since I placed my um, 43 and a half under ticket. Now it is an eight and a half point dog for the Florida international team. So they are getting the eight and a half points opened at nine and a half. The Florida Atlantic owls going on the road as a favorite and Florida Atlantic's got a pretty dang good defense. They do. And they just, you know, they just can't move the ball offensively. I don't know if they try to or if they want to, if they can't. But Willie Taggart, you know, if you recall his name, just recently got bought out at Florida State, um, is, you know, not an aggressive coach. It seems like after he left Oregon – his, his offensive ingenuity just kind of disappeared. But, um, you know, this is a team last year under Lane Kiffin that was known to just absolutely punish people on the ground. So the team build from last year is still there. That philosophy change is going to be tough going to Willie Taggart's more, you know, uh, creative offensive plan and less smash mouth game. But the, right now the team talent is built around that Lane Kiffin type style, which he went back to the SEC. So um, Florida Atlantic plays slow. You know, like I said, they like to rely on that run game and the defense. Success rates are really low for both defense. Uh, I'm sorry, for both offenses. Both teams convert minimal third down conversions per game and run the ball 60% of the time, at least for both sides. Then there's the red zone defense. Both teams are very solid. Florida Atlantic, 1.2 opponent red zone scores per game. Now, Florida International has five red zone scores per game, but most of those scores are actually field goals. I mean, they... Uh, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I have a pretty good success rate percentage-wise as far as uh, opponent scoring in the red zone. So that is that game. You know, these offenses are just way too terrible for me to even think about the over. I wouldn't even consider the first half over, but... I've seen a couple of Florida Atlantic games and I see how they play and I see that Florida International's offense is anemic and an efficient one, um, inefficient one, I should say. So look for this game to be a slow, just, you know, drain fest. Um, Both teams probably trying to run the ball repeatedly, unsuccessfully. Uh, Florida Atlantic, I think, allows only two point some odd uh, yards per rush. So Florida Atlantic's going to be, I'm sorry, Florida International's probably going to be a little bullheaded and try to continue to do what they uh, like to do on offense. But um, as far as Florida um, International and their yards per rush on the season, I mean, they are top 10 at 5.8. But yeah, there it is. Florida Atlantic, uh, number 13, with an opponent yards per rush of 3.1. So. Um, and then Florida International, 219 rushing yards per game. Florida Atlantic, 103.5 uh, is what they hold their opponents to, which is 15th best in the country. So it's going to be a battle of strengths and see who operates the best. Now, Florida International allows 33.5 points per game, but Florida International scores 31 somehow. I mean, those are inflated off of a couple of shootouts. But as far as Florida Florida Atlantic, they they only score 16 per game, and then they only give up 11.5 on defense. So, like I said, those red zone uh, defensive scoring numbers are pretty good, and the uh, Florida Atlantic Owls only allow 55.56 of all red zone trips from their opponents to end in a score, which is fifth best in the country. All right. I think that's enough about that game. I'm going to talk about one last college game, and I will also go ahead and just uh, talk a couple NFL games, perhaps. So it wouldn't be a Today in Sports Betting show without me talking about our other sponsor, mybookie.ag. And if you use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, you're going to get 100% match on your initial deposit. You're going to get some nice bonuses, and you're going to get a uh, $10 free futures bet. And with college basketball coming up or with the Heisman, you know, uh, futures ticket market kind of strong right now with Dexter, or I always do that, Trevor Lawrence being um, out with his COVID situation um, might be a good time to put that free futures wager on say a um, maybe a Zach Wilson out of BYU as a dark horse or a Spencer Radler from Oklahoma. If he can get them um, into the big 12 championship and win out, they've already lost a couple games, but his numbers have been crazy lately. Anyways, mybookie.ag bet, win, get paid, Uh, They have great futures, as I was rambling on about right there, as well as other stuff such as customer service and poker and blackjack, all the above, slot games, casino games. Hootball is a promo code. 
All right. And this is going to probably be probably be featured on the wager pass this next bet for my college football bets this weekend, but I'm not sure yet because there are a lot of spots that I really like and I've got a lot of writing to do. But um, that's my Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. They're at the 15th spot in the country now. And at the early parts of the season, I talked about this team and now they're ranked and uh, look at them go. The bandwagon is, is full. It's rolling really fast and I'm not jumping off. I'm riding it all the way to bowl season. Um, they're 11 point favorites on the road uh, against the Troy Trojans. And this number um, is current, but it opened at seven and a half and I locked in nine and a half. So it's just been rising and rising and rising. And I think people are starting to find out that this Coastal Carolina defense is really, really good. Troy has had trouble moving the ball the last couple of weeks. They struggled against a tough Georgia Southern team last week, if I remember uh, them playing that team correctly. Um, I'll uh, get back with you on that. But the Shanks Clares have only allowed 20 total points spanning their last three contests. 20 total over the last three games. That's not a lot of points. And Troy could be down their best wide receiver in Gunnar Watson. He's nursing a uh, a rib injury. So if he doesn't go, that's big because he's their best, best offensive threat. But if he does go, he's still going to be, you know, the rib injuries stink. I've bruised one once, and that's it. So I couldn't imagine playing football and doing all that stuff. Um, and then also in the last three games, Coastal Carolina's given up an opponent third down conversion percentage of only 13.89. That is a low, low, low number. They are obviously the class of the Sun Belt, and I took a futures ticket on them to win the conference very early on. So um, kind of looking for that to pan out, looking good so far. They are just so much more better than the rest of the teams in this Sun Belt. They dominated Southern Alabama last week. They hang 50 on Georgia Southern um, a couple weeks ago, which, uh, you know, is the team that beat Troy. 20 to 13 last week, so I am confirming that. Then you've got Grayson McCall, you know, phenomenal quarterback. You've got this strong defense, a wonderful pass defense to say the least, going against a team that tries to just throw the ball. You know, that's just what they are known for. That's Troy's always had that kind of slinging mentality. I remember finding out who Troy was in like seventh or eighth grade and realizing they throw the ball all over the place. Um, Oklahoma State used to play them a lot in non-con. So I kind of got familiar with them and they're still pretty much the same team. Um, On the season, Coastal Carolina allows a 25.35% opponent third down conversion rate. They only give up 2.245 points per play. Um, And on offense, they turn 6.2 yards per play. They've got three running backs led by Maribel. Then they also got um, a couple of other guys. And let me pull up 
their rushing stats right now in front of my face. Um, but it's three guys. You got Torrance, Maribel, 98 carries, 370 yards, five scores. Then you also got uh, Grayson McCall, who's carried the ball 56 times for 271 and four scores. Then you got Reese White and Shamari Jones. Reese White, 48 carries, 300 yards, three scores. Then you got Shamari Jones with 53 carries, 268, and three scores. So you've got a lot of guys that can run the ball. They've ran the ball as a team for 1433, um, 1,433 yards this year and 16 touchdowns on the ground. And then all of those guys, they can get involved in the passing game. Maribel's got 20 catches, and then you've got uh, – oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Maribel's the all-around back. He's the pass catcher. Reese White and Shamari Jones only have three combined catches, so – Maribel's the senior. He's been with the team for a while, and um, they are they are just locked in right now. Um, they're fully healthy. They have been all year, so all these reps. And then I wanted to talk about um, the defensive side of the ball a little more for the Chanticleers with a specific player. He's got 60 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, and – this isn't anything new. You know, he was doing this last year. Uh, Teron Jackson, he's he's listed as a DN, number nine, but he, he he's more of a hybrid, you know, 6'2", 260. So he, he's a senior on this Coastal Carolina team. Ten, ten sacks, ten sacks, 60 tackles. You know, I'm, I'm curious. I want to look up um, – I'm going to look up some player stats here defensively for all of college football and see who leads. All right, so we got – so Teron Jackson, he's number 10, ranked with a few other guys with 10 tackles for a loss. But all his tackles for loss are sacks. So he, he, he is getting back there into the backfield and wrecking havoc. Um, one last thing, I want to I want to look for just straight tackles. If I can just find who leads the NCAA in tackles, um, that would be interesting to see where he sits currently because sixty is a lot of tackles. Anyways, it's not important. But all I know is this kid's good. This kid's good. He's looked good. I've watched you know multiple of these games. Obviously, um, I'll put out more information whenever I find it. All right, all right, all right. So I'm going to talk a couple NFL games and go ahead and get on out of here. Um, actually, I'll throw in a couple of um, – I'll throw a couple more of those early season tournaments for the NCAA basketball season out. Um, and uh, we will get ready to talk about more hoops here in the next couple of weeks as it gets closer to coming back. We're, we're almost, we're like two weeks out guys. And that is just beyond exciting. Um, if you ask me, um, it's going to be a really fun season seeing as it was just taken away so abruptly, um, last year and not getting to see the way some of these teams were going to finish their successes. Um, some mid-major schools I'm honestly excited for. I want to see Iona over in the MAAC 
Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference with uh, Rick Pitino as their coach now. They've been really successful in that conference, but Siena the last couple of years have really kind of sealed the deal um, and stolen the prominence away. So I want to see if he can get them back. And then um, let's talk about this Air Force Reserve Hall of Fame tip-off. Uh, it's presented by City, City Bank. So you got a, um, you've got what teams are here? We got Rhode Island, South Florida, Temple, and Virginia Tech. So, a couple of fun matchups there. These uh, early season tournaments are going to be a little bit, you know, spread out. Uh, lesser, le less teams. And it looks like, so there's a couple different brackets for that tournament. And um, let me pull up more information on it right here as we speak. I'm seeing a couple different... Uh, breakdowns for it and it looks like the other uh, bracket the Springfield Springfield bracket will be um, Albany Drexel LIU and Quinnipiac so some really good small uh, smaller schools there now let's talk about here we go Hall of Fame Classic. It's in Kansas City this year, November 28th and the 29th. Northwestern's taking on South Carolina. Then you got TCU and Tulsa. Tulsa could maybe make some noise in that one. Tulsa, you know, they've been building a couple years now. Uh, Frank Haith, former Missouri coach, is out there uh, doing some pretty good stuff. Talked about the Maui. Ooh, the Bluegrass Showcase. Here we go. I'm looking forward to this one. Detroit taking on uh, in the field against uh, Kentucky, Moorhead State, and Richmond. So, obviously, Kentucky's going to win that one. Uh, and then, right now, the Elevate Hoops MTE um, tournament is going to feature a lot of interesting uh, smaller schools. We've got Cleveland State, Colorado State. Illinois State, LSU, Nebraska, Nevada, Northern Iowa, Oklahoma State, go Pote, uh, St. Louis, San Francisco, and then Western Kentucky. That'll be a fun, 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 fun group of teams to watch take on each other in the tournament setting. All right, all right, all right. Got ahead of myself with the college basketball. Start doing some breakdowns here soon, so keep an eye out on that. All right, lastly, I'm going to wrap up the show with a couple of NFL games that I was looking at that intrigued me. And um, so I'll uh, start with the uh, Buffalo Bills going on the road, taking on Arizona. Um, right now it's two points uh, in favor of Arizona as the home favorite. Uh, Over-under has gone up from 49 up to 56. Um, I went ahead and just took Buffalo at plus 110 on the money line because I think this value is just going to keep coming down. Buffalo is a really good team. Um, Arizona's got a really great defense, total defense points allowed. I believe they're in first place in the NFL. Fact check, please. But I, I think that Buffalo is just kind of rolling right now. They just dismantled Seahawks. Um, this will be another nice task. Um, it'll be a good win. And I have a futures ticket on their team, to uh, team wins. So need them to get over nine. 
Denver, Las Vegas, over 51 and a half. I really like this one because Drew Locke's back to being healthy, and even though they lost to the Falcons and came on late in the game, um, he still threw a few uh, great drives worth of passes, and he, you know, had some touchdowns. And then Derek Carr, you know, this Denver defense, the reason they struggled so much against Atlanta is because they were down so many starters on defense. They were down like five guys um, just this week, I believe. So look for that to continue to detriment their team. And uh, Josh Jacobs will be able to run the ball. Derek Carr will be able to get it to Waller. And I think, you know, they'll be able to take the top off at least once or twice like the Falcons did with uh, Mr. Ruggs, who has better speed than uh, Zacharias, who has taken Denver's top off. Over 51 and a half in that game. And then another one, and I'll be real brief, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis taking on Tennessee, going on the road, divisional game, minus two right now for Tennessee, opened at, or it, it was at one and a half at one point, but I went ahead and took Tennessee, minus two, um, Phillip Rivers, he's, he's going to have another multiple interception game, and it's going to be this one, I believe. He, he just – he's been getting lucky because of that Colts defense. So look for that to regress. So, all righty, folks. That's going to do it for me. I got to kind of wind down here. Gots to go bartend a cornhole tournament. Going to be real fun. Going to talk about the podcast because I'm that guy. And it's just uh, exciting right now because we got some really, really fun stuff going on. And I'm just happy that you guys are a part of it and uh, hopefully we'll continue to be a part of it. Um, don't forget the promo codes HoopBall20 over at Manscaped and then HoopBall for uh, mybookie.ag. Check out the hoop-ball.com website to get information on HoopBall360 get some nice, modestly priced, great, exclusive content. And lastly, do not hesitate to DM me at DALE007 on Twitter or at Hootball Gaming um, if you have some information that you want to share with me or just, you know, dispute about or share your case or point of view. You can always do that. Feel free to email me as well, DevinEllington1992 at gmail.com. Yes, I am 28 years old. I was born in 1992. Yes, I was. Anyways, thanks again, Hootballers. I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. Let's make some money on the action tonight. Action for Tuesday night. It's going to be fun. Take care, be safe, and I'll see you on the next one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.